We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Oh, it's that time again, everybody. It's Friday. It's DFS. It's Major League Baseball. It's the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizzapia. With me on Fridays, every Friday, is Johnny McKechnie. Sergeant McKechnie, what's happening, buddy? Oh, man. It's a, it's a beautiful day up here in Madison, Memorial Day weekend. I believe George Clinton is in town this evening, so I think I'm going to have to go see that. Whoa, looking up. Punk. that sounds exciting, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's that's very cool. I got to say that that already beats my Memorial Day weekend plans, and it hasn't even gotten to Memorial Day. So, uh, I mean, when you when you think about bringing the funk, you think of South Central Wisconsin. Yes, I think of you. I think of South Central Wisconsin. Uh, very funky uh, all the way around. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a lot of white people dancing there. I imagine, right? That's a lot it, of it, an alarming amount, and they're all going to be drunk as hell. I imagine so. Be good. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. You know what my favorite, you know, this is, here's a small, I don't know, like reference. I know you're younger, but there's a great movie with Jeremy Piven called PCU. Oh yeah. You know that movie? Oh, and George Clinton plays the, the frat party. <laughs> that's that. right. So great. So great. That's, that's where you get the lesson. Don't wear the shirt of the band you're going to see. That's not cool. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. There's a slip guy. Yeah. Don't be that guy. All right. So let's get to the board here. Starting pitchers. A little bit of a change. Jacob DeGrom was supposed to start yesterday. He was a bargain at 11000 yesterday, in my opinion, against the San Diego Padres. Now he's 11000 again at Pittsburgh, not at home. At Pittsburgh, still a lineup that's kind of brutal right now. Is DeGrom still as good of a play at eleven k as he was yesterday as he is today now? Uh, I, I wouldn't say he is. I mean, that, that, that Padres lineup is bordering on minor leagues. So uh, I think that, you know, this is obviously a step up in competition. It, it's not really anything that, that scares you off of DeGrom per se. Um, if, but at the same time, if you, if, if you have $800 more, I would, I would go for Scherzer against the Padres at home uh, personally over, over DeGrom on, on the road at Pittsburgh. Now, I'm glad you uh, said that because I, I tend to agree. It's For $800 more, 
trolling the Padres always seems like a good idea. I'm actually surprised that Scherzer wasn't more expensive. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, the, the, there's, you know, double-digit strikeouts to be had. You, you got to like the win probability. You like, got to like the, uh, you know, likelihood of the, of the Nationals lineup being able to push, push across a ton of runs against uh, that, that Padres, uh, against their starter and against their bullpen, against Perdomo, uh, who I believe has over a five ERA. So, uh, yeah, Scherzer, I, I imagine he cruises to the win tonight. Uh, quality start, uh, probably as close to a lock as we're going to see on this slate. Uh, so, yeah, Scherzer, Scherzer for cash game. Uh, it would definitely be my number one here. All right, so best Scherzer lineup wins tonight in cash games. I agree with John there on that. Let's get to some of the other ones now, uh, more the GPP plays. And I want to start with Eduardo Rodriguez at 8,700. He's going against Giovanni Gallardo. Do you realize this? We're talking about now one, two, three, four, five, six straight quality starts for Eduardo Rodriguez. And in terms of fan duel scoring, that ain't bad. Strikeout rate's been pretty good. He's only got three wins out of those six. So, you know, hitting 500 there in terms of wins. But so far, I'm looking at that and I'm going, hey, that's a pretty solid $8,700 return on investment. I think so, too. And you're, you're kind of catching that Mariners lineup at the right time. I don't know what's going on with the Mariners right now, but uh, none of it is good. And I looked into it a little bit. And I think they're like third to last in all of baseball against left-handed pitching. Uh, so the Red Sox are kind of sta- uh, stacking their left-handers uh, in the rotation this weekend to kind of uh, stifle the, the Mariners even more so. So I think that Erod uh, is a guy that definitely is in play at 8,700 for sure, uh, Not- more so than a guy like Alex Wood, who yeah. you know, I, I think that both of us agree is having an awesome season. But, uh, you know, he's facing a Cubs lineup that's sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to facing lefties. I think they're like uh, third overall in terms of weighted on base against lefties this year. So as much as it's been an advantage for Wood to start the year, I think that the Cubs uh, pose a lineup that, that might give Wood some trouble. And I'm glad you mentioned that too, because I, I'm kind of on the same page with you there. In fact, I'm so much on the same page that I kind of wonder, I know he's still a little expensive at 9,600, but Arietta might be a great low ownership percentage guy because Wood has pitched so well. Uh, because Arietta's numbers don't really jive so far this year, I think you look at that four and a, you know four and change ERA, almost five, and you know people will still be scared off. But the last start was very good against Milwaukee. No earned runs, six strikeouts over six innings. Uh, so he got the W there. I think Arietta might be that nice kind of low ownership uh, guy. Some of the traps tonight, Masahiro Tanaka's a guy got to stay away from. Uh, he has not been good recently. Mike Clevenger and also another one who was a holdover from Thursday's slate. With rainouts, he's going against Ian Kennedy. It's seventy eight hundred. Uh, this is a, a much better salary than he was the other night. I, I just, you know, I think he was a little bit higher on Thursday slate, and I couldn't get my mind around that. But it's seventy eight. I think I could deal with it a little bit more. Do you believe Clevenger, or do you need to see more first? Uh, I actually do. I think you know, among the the pitchers with, with long hair this evening, I'll have more exposure <laughs> to, to Clevenger than I will to uh, Degrom. Um, I, you know. AJ Griffin also has the long hair. Just want to point that uh, out. He, he can take a hike, but <laughs> but but for me, Clevenger, you know, he's a guy that that's really kind of fighting for that for a spot in the rotation because he, he's too good to be in AAA, and he's he's not a reliever. So I mean, he he's he's trying to make his case right here, and I think going against the Royals is a is a good way of going about that. And uh, you know, he certainly uh, showed what what he can do last weekend. You know, 
shutting down the Astros, one of the best offenses in baseball, seven scoreless, uh, eight strikeouts. So the, the strikeout potential is certainly there for a guy like Clevenger. And, you know, for under 8,000, uh, I really do like his chances a fair bit here. So uh, he's probably my favorite GPP target. Uh, as far as pitchers are concerned. But I wanted to get your thoughts on Carlos Martinez being all the way down at 7,400, kind of getting the, the, the core's discount here. Um, but I still thought that uh, just kind of Martinez's style uh, as, as like a really uh, extreme ground ball pitcher, like almost two-to-one ground ball to fly ball uh, ratio, I think that, that plays well in cores and kind of takes out some of the, the venom that, that you know, usually you're worried about with, with using pitchers out there. Yeah, you know, I got to say, I think that I would steer clear from it because although that's all really sound logic and yeah, maybe if you're doing different lineups, if you're doing multiple lineups, that might be one you want to throw in there in a multi-entry kind of situation because the ownership will be incredibly low. Mm -hmm. But I look at some of the other contests that he's had this year in more pitcher, uh, hitter-friendly environments and they haven't been great. And, and I guess my other concern with him too is I know he's thrown at, you know, what, nine last time out. Um, I'm not sure what the pitch count was for that for Carlos Martinez, uh, but that would scare me off too. Cause my, my guess is that pitch count was a little bit higher than it is normally. Uh, so that following start would always tend to concern me with a guy like Martinez, who's well, frankly, more of a six inning pitcher. I mean, if you really want to go down to the bottom there, uh, my man, the, uh, Venezuelan Italian Antonio Senzatella, uh, at 6,300, he has not been that bad, of course. I think if you want to get real wacky and real weird, you can go up to some huge offensive guys, get all that Colorado stack in there. And, you know, so far at home this year, over five starts, he's got a 377 ERA. So I think Senzatella might be the one that if I'm going to get weird, I think I'd rather get weirder there because at 63, I think it just gives me so much offense that I might be able to support it a little bit more. It's uh, Friday. It's a day to get weird. It's Friday. P-Funk's coming, you know, George Clinton's in town. Uh, Tim Adelman's also in town in Philadelphia, which is a guy that uh, with that six ERA, whenever you see that, that's, uh, that's delicious. And I know the Phillies have not been good, but maybe just maybe it's time for some of the Philly offensive players to get going. Him, uh, Chad Cool, that's another guy too. Another ERA around six in the Met offense with Conforto and some of the guys like that. Reyes is playing a little bit better too recently. I think that's another offense that uh, you might be uh, sneaky non-cores offenses to get into. Also, Arizona again, too. That's another one at Milwaukee uh, with some interesting stuff going on that game there. So well, let's yeah, go over. There's no bronze, so that, that you know, right. like, takes out some of the pop. And, you know, Thames isn't April Thames anymore. He's kind of turned into a pumpkin. Yeah, which is not shocking. No. I mean, no one thought he's going to keep up that pace. I'm sure he's got another good run in him. But the thing I kept saying about him in season long, you got to worry about, okay, what happens when we get to a point where guys start to challenge him in different ways and the book gets out on him and how does he make adjustments and we'll see what happens. I mean, I, don't, I think he's also been a little banged up. He's had a couple issues. He was right. sick. Then he had some leg issues. He had a couple different things going on. So uh, maybe a good buy low opportunity in season long for you too as we're doing the DFS podcast. Hey we are full service here, John. <laughs> At Rotowire. Unbelievable. All the are covered. That's what we do. All right, let's go to catcher. Top of the board. Buster Posey, 38. Yachty, 38. Wellington, Beef Castillo, 33. Gary Sanchez at 33. Uh, of these top guys, got to say I'm kind of digging the Sanchez at 33 right now uh, against Kendall Graveman uh, in Yankee Stadium. I think that's a good matchup for Sanchez if I'm looking for uh, a dinger here. I think he's the guy. Yeah, that, that feels extremely low for a guy like Sanchez. I, I know that um... – 
he hasn't been like completely lighting it up uh, this week. But I mean, you know, he's a guy that you know it it just takes one at bat to really make him uh, worth worth the value there. So against Graveman, I'm, I am really surprised. You know, if it was in Oakland, uh, maybe I would I would understand that pricing a little bit more. But you know, you're, you're getting him for five hundred less than. You know, a guy like Buster Posey, who I do like a fair bit uh, tonight. Generally, I don't, I don't pay uh, that much at, at catcher, but you know, going against uh, Atlanta, I do like uh, Buster Posey's chances a fair bit. If you wanted to, I think that at thirty eight hundred, he probably won't be super highly owned. Um, so I think that there, there is some GPP appeal there. But yeah, Sanchez seems like a, a bit of a no brainer here. I think that uh, he makes a ton of sense there. Now, you mentioned Oakland, and I got to say, I love Stephen Vogue at 2,800 if he's in the lineup today. That is a great return the way Tanaka's been giving up home runs. You got a lefty bat in Yankee Stadium against Tanaka. Tanaka's home run rate's not been good this year, so I would certainly look to him. And, I, you know, and I know we haven't gotten to him, but I don't care what the splits are. You know, another guy with power like Chris Davis in that ballpark. Uh, Oakland might be another kind of sneaky one where you might be able to get a couple of those guys in there and maybe just maybe get a dinger or two out of them. Uh, Matt Weider's also 2,700 against Perdomo. Uh, I think that's one that you can get behind. So lots of value a catcher, actually. So if you don't want to go up to the 33, even though it's reasonable for Sanchez, I think there's other spots you can go. First base, Paul Goldschmidt, 48. Joey Votto, 45. Carpenter, 44. Rizzo, 41. Jose Abreu, 4K. Mark Reynolds, 4K. All right, let's talk about the guys who are expensive in the Colorado contest. You got Matt Carpenter at 44. You got Mark Reynolds at 4. Which way would you go between the two of them? Do you like Reynolds more saving the 400? I, I think I do. And I, I know that, I, you know, went out on a limb and, and you know, kind of recommended uh, the pitcher who's going to be facing Mark Reynolds earlier. But um, I still think that Reynolds at 4,000 is a bit of a bargain here. With, with I like his power potential a lot more than I like Carpenter's. You know, Carpenter's a guy that, you know, kind of death by a thousand paper cuts you can get on, on yeah. base a bunch of times and, and you know, uh, get you the points that you need. But, you know, I, I like the idea of Reynolds um, in that in that ballpark, in that lineup. I know he's facing a ground baller, but at the same time, I think that Reynolds, uh, his start to the season uh, seems pretty legit. He's always been a, a, a guy that can that can take pretty much anyone uh, deep here. So I think at, at 4,000, I'd prefer him over Carpenter at, you know, at a more expensive price tag. Now, I think Edwin Encarnacion is finally starting to, you know, shake out of that funk. He's had a couple of uh, big games recently, a couple multi-hit games. That's what you want to see. I mean, he was just pressing, and I keep saying the same thing. I mean, the guy was hitting under 100, basically, for a while with runners in scoring position. That's mm. that's not Edwin Encarnacion. He's facing a fly ball pitcher in Ian Kennedy. Uh, fly ball pitcher, home run hitter, yes, please, 3,700. Lock it up. I want it. E5 tonight in my lineup for sure. Ryan Zimmerman at 3,600. Now, he's gotten a little quiet lately, but with Perdomo in town, I look at that too as another spot where, uh, you know, it's not going to stay quiet this weekend. I think there's a lot of Nationals offense against those San Diego uh, San Diego pitchers who we know are not very good. Anywhere else, anyone else to you float your boat in terms of uh, hitters tonight, in terms of value that you might be able to get nice returns? Um, I like Justin Bohr a fair bit going against a right-hander at home. Uh, Bohr's really kind of been on a tear here. His powers, uh, it's been, it's always been legit, but I mean, uh, it kind of took him a while to really get it clicking. Uh, but this month he's been, you know, just red hot. So he's at 3,700 right now. And I think that uh, even at, even at that price tag, you know, if you don't want to go the Edwin Encarnacion route at the same price, I, I really think that Bohr uh, is, a, is a nice play there. And I think, 
uh, Chris Davis uh, with a C, Chris Davis. Um, uh, if there's one Astros pitcher sends Mike Fires that you'd want uh, some exposure to, it's probably Joe Musgrove. Um, I think Davis could, Davis is the kind of guy that, you know, one swing and, and he gets you uh, where you need to be. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that too. I want to talk about Justin Smoke for a second too at 3,300. He's going against A.J. Griffin. Uh, this year, by the way, against uh, left-handed pitching, just so you know, Justin Smoke, four home runs, 10 RBIs in just 39 plate appearances in 394 against lefties with a 1,249 OPS. Hmm. So uh, 3,300, uh, and as far as I'm concerned, bargain of the day, Justin Smoke. Not even close, 33. Lock it up. If you don't like the E5, you don't like that. If it's a little too expensive for you, if you're especially playing cash games, trying to get Scherzer in there, I mean, I don't think it gets much better than Justin Smoke. All right, let's do third base over here. Nolan Arenado at home, an incredibly high 4,800. Jerko, 43. Uh, Jed Jerko with the power surge, though, you know, in Colorado, that power potential. I think 43 is actually kind of fair. I just, I always have a hard time trusting Jerko. Maybe I'm, I just like have. Uh, like bad memories of the San Diego times or, or whatever. But uh, I, I have a hard time paying over 4,000 for a guy like him when I, when I can just see, I watch his at bats. I watched uh, the Dodgers game last night and it feels like he can strike out uh, like almost every time he comes up. So I see what you're saying there as far as, you know, his recent power surge, the power is legit. Um, but I, I'd probably go a, a little bit of a cheaper route here um, at third base. I mean, J, you can get him, or you can get Jake Lamb for $100 less is right. what I'm saying. And Lamb was on the menu last weekend. He's at uh, Miller Park this weekend, so I think he's on the menu again. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm, I'm with you there, and he's got the matchup to uh, righty-lefty, I believe, also correct yep. if I'm looking at it. Yep, Junior Guerra. Junior yeah, Guerra is going to start. Coming off the DL, too. So. Yeah, coming off the DL and against righties this year, he hit 325 with 1,000 OPS. Uh, I mean, doesn't get too much better than that. I, I'm with you 100% there. Cash game, Jake Lamb, for sure, if you can afford him. Or even in the tournaments, if you want to go down there, some of those other pitchers, I think you can go with Eduardo Rodriguez and get Lamb in that lineup very comfortably. Mm -hmm. uh, Miguel Sano at 36. Anthony Rendon, who's been on fire at 35. Let's chat about Rendon real fast. Uh, <clears throat> this is a guy who's been doing it in bunches. The overall stat line looks very good, but if you're an owner of his and you know, he's been basically, I mean, he's got four home runs in his last three contests. Uh, he's just tearing the cover off the ball. He's completely locked in. So as quiet as he was for a while, that's a red hot he's got. Now he's going to put up some zeros. He's somewhere between zero and 25. Like it's like one or the other. It's kind of yeah. what you're going to get with Rendon, but considering San Diego, considering at home, I think I'm, I'm going to lean towards more of the 25 area where he's going to go five times value here or somewhere around it. How do you feel about Rendon at 35 today? Yeah, I tend to be a, a bit of a Rendon skeptic um, in, you know, sort of based on, on what you brought up where, you know, he'll have a great week followed up by, you know, a, a you know, a long line of offers. But uh, yeah, that, that Padres uh, factor, the Padres coming to town, I think sort of uh, takes away some of my skepticism there. Um, so Rendon at 3,500, it, it feels like a bargain for, for what he can give you. I think that, you know, 20 points, 20 plus points is certainly on the table for a guy like him. Uh, when I made my first lineup for today, Rendon was in it. Um, so I definitely like him uh, the most of like your, your second tier third baseman. I might like him uh, maybe the best overall this evening. Yeah, the only other guy that I can get behind, and I think it's more of a flyer than anything, I'm, I'm not feeling great about it for kind of the same reasons about Rendon. It's, you know, he's one of these all or nothing kind of guys, and I hate those guys with the low floor. Mm -hmm. Rendon has a low floor but a high ceiling, and Longoria is another one. He's 
Got a good matchup lefty-righty tonight here. He's in Minnesota against Hector Santiago at 2,700. I could get behind it. I understand it. He helps you. That's one where I would feel better in the cash game when you're pairing, you know, put Scherzer there and, and you try to go a little bit sure. Longoria. But I'd much rather pay up, get Lamb in that lineup, uh, get Machado, one of those guys you mentioned, Musgrove, earlier. I think that's a better, safer route to go. Second base, Jose Altuve, top of the board, 38. Daniel Murphy, 38. Between these two guys, same salary. Do you like uh, Daniel Murphy going against Perdomo, or do you like Gossman against Altuve? Your, your homeboy, Gossman. Uh, I think Gossman slowly but surely starting to kind of uh, round back into form here. So I think that he he provides a tougher matchup here than what that, what Perdomo is going to be giving uh, the Nationals. So I think matchup alone, I think I give the lean to Murphy, even though I probably like Altuve's upside uh, a little bit more, you know, with like the stolen base potential and, and, all, and all that. Um, but I mean, you can't go wrong with either of those guys if you, if like, you do have the flexibility to go up that high at, at a middle infield spot. Uh, but I would, I would probably give the lean to Murphy there just on the matchup. Chris Archer's on the mound, and I know that's going to make some people afraid, potentially, of rostering Brian Dozier. But I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, I know this year he hasn't been great against right-handed pitching. But I, I feel like Dozier's one of these guys, if he's hot, I mean, we saw it last year. If he gets hot and he stays hot, you got a guy, and he's been hot recently. So I feel like the ownership will be super low on Dozier because of the stats against righties, because of the split, you know, the split geeks out there are going to say, oh, you can't do it. But mm-hmm. he does hit good pitching in his career, and he is one of these guys that when he gets on a tear, you know, he can carry you for a night. And I'm looking so far, he's got double digits in the last five outings. And to me, I think that might be another fun way, low ownership guy to go. But – a guy that's got a little bit of power, a little bit of speed, does a little bit of everything there. Jonathan Villar at 3,400. Ian Kinsler, 34. Sarlon Castro at home. Sarlon Castro at home at 34 to me is a very good value always. I like Castro there. Um, I know it's a righty-righty matchup, but this is a guy with stark, stark splits between home and road. He's been great at home in Yankee Stadium since getting there. Just mediocre at best on the road. Uh, Devin Travis, who has also been pretty good of late, he's only 3,300. His salary continues to stay pretty low, despite the fact he's been hitting. He's got A.J. Griffin tonight. I know it's righty on righty, but, I mean, he's coming off another homer the other night. I mean, why not Devin Travis? He's an absolute bomb. Like, I think he's really, you know, fully fully turned that corner. I think he's totally locked in right now. So, 3,300 really stands out as as like a huge steal among second basemen today. For 6,600, you can get him and Justin Smoke. And I think that that's uh, starting to look like a little bit of a, a Toronto night as far as I'm concerned in terms of where you want to go value-wise. Like uh, anybody else here before we move on? Um, I know Logan Forsythe just came back, so his salary is at 2,700. He's super cheap, a better talent certainly than the pricing is. But he's got Arietta. Is that enough for you or you just the matchup's too much? You stay away. Um, I, you know, I think he's still kind of, uh, regaining his swing. He struck out almost, he struck out four times, uh, in his first game back, uh, the other night. So I, I'm, I'm off of Forsyth. I've been getting pretty decent returns, uh, from Brandon Phillips lately at 2,800 and he's going against a guy in, in Matt Kane that I think, you know, sneakily, I think, uh, some of the Braves, uh, might actually be worth consideration this evening. And, uh, especially a guy like Phillips at, at second base where, you know, 
I try to tend to, you know, save a little bit um, and spend up elsewhere. So I think Phillips makes a little bit of sense. I think Brandon Drury uh, moving down at 2,600 uh, make a little bit of sense. So if, you, if you're going, you know, below like the Devin Travis or D Gordon line, then I think both of those guys are totally viable options. Uh, let's move on to shortstop where uh, the other night, John McKechnie uh, gave me uh, some props because I called the Xander Bogarts home run. I called that home run. I said, oh, yeah. he's due. And sure enough, last night it goes yard. And I got to say, 3,700, I'm rolling it over. I'm letting it ride. I'm putting it all on Xander. Let's go. Let's uh, figure it all out. I'm in. I'm in. You know, he's got the, the Joe P stamp of approval. That's all I need personally. <laughs> so, well, it's Giovanni Gallardo. I mean, it's really the Giovanni Gallardo stamp of approval more than mine. I think. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's the soul patch. Uh, so, yeah. I think it's, <laughs> it's hard to rock that nowadays. I, you know, back in the really? 90s when, you know, in the grunge scene, you could rock the soul patch. It's a little tougher, I think, nowadays. To Listen to some ska or something. I do like the ska. I'm not going to lie. I love the real big fish. All <laughs> right. Uh, Gene Segura, 3,500. Zach Cozart, 34. Uh, and then you've also got here, <clears throat> you've got Didi at 34 as well. Didi also been hitting the ball very well of late. Uh, I, 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 sometimes I'm just okay, you know, with the righty-righty matchups, lefty-lefty. It depends. you got to go deeper in there, but uh, Didi's got a lefty-righty matchup at home against Kendall Graveman. I think it might be some offense in this one tonight at Yankee Stadium between Graveman and Tanaka, so Didi I like. What's the deal with Zach Cozart? Why is it that as good as he's been, that the algorithm just seems to have him stuck around this 33, 34 range. Do you think that's just because the ceiling isn't high? But, I mean, the floor has been four times value pretty consistently, three to four, somewhere in that range. Yeah, it, I think it's just the, the, the fact that he doesn't have a ton of home run potential in general, and he, he doesn't really steal bases. So I think as a middle infielder, that sort of you know drives his price down or keeps it down on a consistent basis. I mean, you rarely see him get above – uh, 36 and you know so he's at 34 tonight uh, ball is flying out of Philadelphia earlier this week I think part of that obviously has to do with like the Rockies lineup but you know the, the Reds Reds lineup is nothing to sneeze at either and Cozart always hits in a favorable part of that so at 3400 I, I do like him a fair bit uh, there's a lot to like at, at shortstop tonight I think more so than usual I think it's really loaded here so I'm gonna try to get uh, I mean even even Trey Turner who I'm usually off of because he's he's usually you know near four thousand or the highest price shortstop or what have you, um, and he is the highest price tonight. But I think Turner, you know, like we've been saying, getting getting exposure to that Washington uh, lineup is is really a, a you know solid strategy for this evening. So uh, yeah, shortstop, I'm I'm definitely thinking above three thousand. Well, hey, Corey Seager's at thirty one hundred too. I know he's got Arietta, but and I know he hasn't been great recently, but. 3,100 Corey Seager is a tournament play. Yes, please. Sign me up. I think the upside there is just too big to ignore. And whether it hits or not, eh, that's what GPPs are all about, right? You got to take a little bit of risk. I would not do it in the cash game, though. No. We talked about some of those guys that, you know, well, yeah, this is a good, you know, Smoke, Travis, 3,300. Yes, those are good cash game investments if you're trying to go to DeGrom or Scherzer tonight. But I don't feel the same way about Seager because area is a little bit better. Also, because Seager hasn't been great of late. And baseball's a game of streaks. Don't ever forget that. All right, baseball is here, and don't get stranded out on first base without a Rotowire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Go to fanduel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. 
and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. On to the outfield. I mentioned earlier how much uh, I'm basically man-crushing over Michael Conforto at 4,500. I got to say, of all these top-tier outfielders, the usual suspects of Trout and Harper and blah, 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 kind of feeling Conforto tonight, man. I just am 4,500. What do you think? I, I can't blame you. I've I've watched a good bit of your Mets this week, actually, and you know I'm I've, sorry, most mostly for Porto <laughs> purposes, and yeah, he's been everything as advertised. Um, you know, he's really kind of taken his chance to to be in the lineup every day and completely run with it. He's pretty much the only reliable hitter in that lineup on a night to night basis uh, right now, and he's you know he's a table setter leading it off. Um, you know he. You, you feel like every night he's going to get at least one extra base hit. And against Chad Cool, I think that, that that's certainly uh, in play here. Uh, so, yeah, Conforto at 4500 as opposed to, you know, paying all the way up to 5000 for Charlie Blackman, who's facing, you know, St. Louis's ace. Um, I think that Conforto has that nice blend of matchup and, and uh, just kind of general upside here. So uh, I'm on board with you as far as Conforto is concerned. Now, Kendall Graveman's given up six home runs in eight games. That's almost one per game. And I think if anybody's going to go yard and take him out there, it's going to be Judge tonight. So I don't feel bad about Judge at 41 either. I'm kind of with you. That that very top tier of outfield is almost a little bit eh, tough to gauge. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather live in this Conforto-Judge area. And I'll tell you what, he's zoomed back up, but he's still not quite a four. And that's Carlos Gonzalez, who's seeing the ball much better. Uh, against Carlos Martinez, that's another one where I think, you know, you look at him lately, a lot of three to four times value in terms of what he's returning on investment, and I think that that's a, another solid play. That's that's your sweet spot tonight for outfield. They're around that 4,045 at the cap. I don't think I want to go up to the top of the board. I don't think it's necessary. Right. Uh, let's go to some of these other guys here. Uh, we've talked a lot this year on the podcast about Corey Dickerson and how good he's been, uh, but lefty-lefty, I right. know he's been better against lefties this year, but uh, can you can you get there or just too much track? Not, not tonight. I I've, I do uh, really. I've been uh, really happy with how Corey Dickerson's kind of turned things around and kind of gotten back to his like pre-injury Colorado days a little bit. You know, last year I don't know what the heck was going on with him, but it seems like he's kind of regained everything, like the power stroke and and all that stuff. So like. I do like Corey Dickerson in general, but um, tonight against a lefty, you know, when there are some other options at that same price point or a little bit cheaper with with more favorable matchups, I'm probably staying away from Dickerson this evening. All right, let's talk about Joey Bats because Jose Bautista has really uh, turned things around as ice cold as he was to start the year. I mean, that's about as red hot as he's been right now, and that's certainly Mm -hmm. uh, good news for the Blue Jays. We mentioned, you know... uh, I'm starting to go into this Blue Jay stack mode now. I'm like convincing myself into it by the end of this podcast. <laughs> uh, but I mean, to pull up the numbers here, in May he was at 178 with a 244 slugging. I mean, that's about as bad as it gets. Uh, excuse me, in April, April 178 with a 244 slugging. In May, 313 with a 638 slugging. I mean, talk about night and day. And I'll tell you what, man, uh, I like the matchup. I like where things are going. I like riding the hot hand. A.J. Griffin, uh, I think he's turning into a pumpkin, as some of these other guys we mentioned earlier. So uh, I'm all in. Jose Bautista, let's do it. All Blue Jays all the time, Johnny, tonight. Yeah, yeah my, 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 ho- my co-host on Wednesdays is a huge Blue Jays fan, so I'm sure he- when he listens today, he'll be very happy to hear this. <laughs> well, well, they've certainly had enough adversity 
to uh, start the year. So mm-hmm. uh, as you continue to get right, 3,600 for Chris Davis, I mentioned earlier. If you're looking for a tournament home run play, I think against Tanaka, the way he's been giving up home runs lately in that mm-hmm. little ballpark, I'm all about it. Who else are the values for you at outfield tonight? Um, I think a lot of people might might go the Sousa route just based on you know what he was able to do the other day, but I, that kind of feels a little bit like a trap to me. Uh, you know, uh, the price is right at, at 3,300, and he does get the lefty uh, matchup here, but um, I, I'm not sure that he's going to be able to kind of hit have that sort of repeat performance to to where uh, he gets that return that you need. Uh, Hernan Perez, I imagine he's going to get the start. He's going to be kind of a regular in that in that Brewers lineup now that Braun's out again with the calf. Um, so I like his matchup against Godley a fair bit. I, I don't think that Godley's going to be able to shut uh, that Brewers offense down for the second day in a row. Uh, Bellinger down to just 3,200. I, I think that we're seeing a, a fair bit of these Dodgers uh, kind of have uh, depressed price points because of their because of the fact that they're facing Arietta. But you know, I think that you know when you have the home run potential from a left-handed bat uh, like you do in Bellinger, I think that he definitely uh, makes a bit of sense as well. All right, got Justin Upton coming off a big game here last night. I know he's been ice cold for a while, and the salary reflects that at 2700 However, he's facing a guy in Tyler Danish who's got a 10.80 RA, and I don't know how this happened, but Justin Upton's just $2,700. i will roll the dice with Justin Upton. I know he's frustrating, but he's got power, he's got speed, and in the tournament play, let me tell you, that's a guy when he goes off, if he can go off for you know 40 points tonight, that's an incredible return right there on a $2,700 salary. Before we head out, anybody, uh, any last thoughts on outfield or anything else, Johnny? Well, I think uh, just to kind of piggybacking on your point about the, the Tigers, I think that they make uh, some sense as far as uh, the, uh, this slate is concerned because Danish uh, looked into his, his minor league numbers a little bit too. That guy doesn't strike anybody out even at AAA. So I think that the, the Tigers are going to be able to be patient uh, you know, even though that's sort of against their, their sort of MO in, in general with their at-bats. But, uh, you know, guys like uh, Miggy or J.D. Martinez and Upton, if you, if you can, you know, find a way to get, you know, a few of the top six Tigers hitters into your lineup, I think that they make a fair bit of sense just because I think Danish uh, is going to get lit. I, I don't think he's going to be able to, to last more than four rings. I know the White Sox have had a pretty effective um, – bullpen this year but this is gonna be the second game of a double header I think so uh, they might have already been taxed from from the first game here so I think the Tigers uh, that you know sort of off the under the radar a little bit I think they make a bunch of sense for this evening there's a lot of non-Colorado stack options tonight we mentioned the Blue Jays you mentioned the Tigers just double check on the weather there but the weather actually might be in your favor because as long as there's delays or whatnot that might scare some people off which is great for ownership percentage I mean, even Odebel Herrera, 27, is a guy that I would, I would love to throw in there tonight. I think he's got a good spot with, against Adelman. But he's been so bad, and considering for 2,700, same salary, I can have Upton, who has way right. more power potential. I'm going to lean that way. But uh, that's how it looks. So it's not necessarily all Colorado tonight. So don't go crazy over there. There's a lot of other offense to be had. We mentioned the Yankees and A's. We mentioned uh, Milwaukee a little bit. We have mentioned uh, Toronto. So uh, spread it around a little bit. Spread the love. That's what we want to do on this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, For Johnny McKechnie, I'm Joe Pizzapia. You can follow him over on Twitter at Johnny McKex. Follow me at Joe Pizzapia17. And for everybody here at Rotowire, have a great Memorial Day weekend and have a great night of Daily Fantasy. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.